It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We're going to talk some college football. Where are we now after two weeks? We're going to talk the NFL week one lessons that we learned. We're going to have Kevin Wilson join us to talk fantasy football and who we need to pick up this week. That and so much more. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to a new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by La Terrain Watches and Accessories. Built for the man on the go, the Compass by La Terrain is primed to take on life's moments. From casually keeping time around the boardroom table to backing you up in tough terrain. Style and function go hand in hand with this wristwatch that offers dependability under any circumstance. The sporty nature of the chronograph pairs well with a variety of leather and nylon straps and bands, which gives you more flexibility with how it can look on someone's wrist. Reliable, versatile, and great looking and easy to wear every day. Law Terrain watches and accessories. You can find more information at law-terrain.com. Use promo code SPORTSSTOVE for 10% off your purchase. Joining me again, Dad, is my father, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. We had the week off. Uh, little, I was on, away on some vacation. You were taking care of the little hoodlums from my house. Um, but uh, we're back to talking sports this week. Have you recovered from the grandkids uh, being at your house last week? I have. I recovered. Matter of fact, it went real well. It has a couple big fishing trips, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you guys also watched some sports while you were there, right? Uh, Thursday night football, I think you guys yep. did. We did. did some. Did you learn anything from your grandkids while you were watching the games? Um, no, but they do keep up with it pretty good. So they they do have insight now and then. So yeah, we uh, we didn't get around to doing our fantasy draft. Me and the boys and my wife do a fantasy league every year, and we haven't gotten around to it yet. But we're going to get there eventually, and uh, hopefully before this next next week of games kick off, and uh, so our I can. I can at least win one league uh, this year, so we'll see. We're going to talk more fantasy football in a minute. Uh, Kevin Wilson from Belly Up Fantasy Sports is going to join us. Uh, he writes a weekly article on who you should pick up each week, and uh, that came out, I believe, today on BellyUpFantasySports.com. And uh, Kevin will join us here in about 20 to 30 minutes, and we're going to talk about who you should pick up on your fantasy football teams uh, there we had a incredible week of football. It's hard to believe, Dan. We did all the preview shows, but since football kicked off, we have not gotten a chance to do a program, and uh, so we got a lot to talk about. And uh, let's start off with college football and uh, college football playoffs. Of course, the top four teams are going to be in the college football playoffs coming into the season. It was it was kind of a um, unanimous on who people thought those top four would be. But we've already had big losses. Ohio State lost this past week. Clemson lost week one to Georgia. Um, when it comes to the college football playoffs, who do you think is more likely to make the playoffs, Ohio State or Clemson? Um, looking at it right now, I'd say Clemson of those two. And there might be a chance neither one of them would. It looks like this is going to be a year when outside of maybe Alabama, there may not be a lot of undefeated teams. So there may be, I mean, it looks like this could be a really good year for college football. And I'm not convinced Alabama will run the table, but they do look awfully good. But um, <laughs> I was going to say, how would you not be convinced? Uh, who's going to beat Alabama this year? Um, it, it would be a sheer upset. Um, it'd just be <laughs> them not being ready. I mean, it's not going to be anybody that a power team that will take them, I don't think. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. They got Florida this week. Um, they've got Southern Miss, Ole Miss, 
Uh, A&M, that could be a close game. Mississippi State, Tennessee, LSU, New Mexico State, Arkansas, and Auburn. There's not a whole lot of tough games on the schedule for Alabama. And then, of course, you got the SEC championship game, which we would assume would be against Georgia. But who knows? And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident. I wasn't going into the season. But after seeing Alabama play for two weeks, I have no doubts Alabama's the best team in the country. Um, you said Clemson more than likely over Ohio State, um, possibly neither. But uh, what what makes you think that Clemson has a better chance of making the playoffs than Ohio State? I think from watching the first week, I think there's better teams in the Big Ten. I think Ohio State, I'm not sure they'll go undefeated in the Big Ten. Um, or if they do, if they'll win um, – the conference championship. I think there's probably a better chance of them getting beat probably than there is Clemson. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you on that one. Uh, the, uh, a new podcast episode from Infinity Sports just dropped here in the last five minutes. I was a guest on the show we recorded last night. Um, go and listen to it. But I, I mentioned the same thing. Clemson, the reality is, is they don't play anybody else this season. Uh, North Carolina, sure. But Clemson has the best chance now to not lose again out of out of Clemson and Ohio State. Ohio State's got the Big Ten to deal with. They play Wisconsin. Uh, they've got Michigan, which I'm still not completely convinced that Michigan's a team to be too concerned about. But they're playing better than they've played in the past few years as well. So, yeah, I think Clemson has a better shot than Ohio State does. They could both make it, and neither one of them could make it. All. I'd be shocked if Clemson loses another game this season. Um, I would not be shocked if Ohio State loses another game this season, though. Uh, what about Oregon? I, we had our college football preview. Um, I didn't think Oregon was going to be good enough to compete for a national championship this year. I had them uh, predicted to win 10 games. Uh, but, I mean, they knocked off Ohio State. Is, is Oregon a legit contender? Um, I think they're a very legit team. I don't know if they'll be in the Final Four or make it there again, partly because of the people that they play. Uh, now, of course, they went into Ohio State and won the game there, so that's very true. But uh, UCLA is off to a very good start. And I still think, um, you know, come to the conference championship, Arizona State's going to be very, very good. And so I'm not sure Oregon, their regular season, if they can get past uh, UCLA, they'll probably do all right getting to um, – the conference championship, but I, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced they'll go undefeated. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I still don't have great confidence. What about Stanford, by the way? They're not going to be national yeah. championship contenders. We said coming into it in the preview, hey, Stanford's going to be better than people expect. <laughs> they look really good here starting off the season, had the big win, uh, getting a coach fired. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, Arizona State, you mentioned, we both like them coming into the season. They've played Southern Utah and UNLV so far. They got BYU this week, which should be a tough matchup. They got Colorado following that, UCLA following that, Stanford following that. They got some tough games coming up. We'll yeah. find out exactly who Arizona State is in all that. Uh, do you have any predictions for who you think are going to be the final four at the end of this season? Well, if I had to pick them right now, I would pick Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and then probably Clemson. Two teams that I think you have to are outside chances, but keep an eye on Iowa. They've played very, very well. And if you want a sheer long shot, uh, Virginia Tech. That is a sheer long shot. <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah, they may, they're going to surprise people, I think. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, but, again, they'd have to be Clemson in the championship, and I'm not sure they can do that. They, I was looking at their schedule Um It'll be interesting. They could really, um, you know, upset some people's seasons, or they may be right where Virginia Tech, where you kind of expect them to be. But, again, obviously they have good coaching, and uh, they come ready to play. And um be interesting. This week I think they got West Virginia. That may tell us something right there. They have a ridiculously easy schedule. They do have West Virginia this week. Uh, they play Richmond. Then they got Notre Dame. That'll be hard. Pittsburgh should be a good game. But Syracuse, Georgia Tech, Boston College, Duke, then they get Miami and Virginia to close out the year. That's a relatively easy schedule for Virginia Tech. And if they can just play better than most people assumed that they were going to play, 
that's going to help them along the way too. I'm looking back at my notes for Virginia Tech. I had them, um, I'm going to be wrong on them. I had them predicted for six wins. Their win total was seven. They look like they're going to surpass that without too many issues uh, there as well. That's a good point. I think that uh, you're looking at two SEC teams. Uh, I think Georgia and Alabama probably makes the most sense there. And then um, Oklahoma should be able to run the Pac-12, or the, excuse me, the Big 12. And then I think you got to look at maybe the uh, the Big Ten champ be in the fourth spot, whether it be Ohio State, whether it be Iowa, whether it be someone else that pops up there as well. I think that they're probably – but, you know, we'll see. if Oregon. I mean, if Oregon goes undefeated, obviously they're in. Uh, but, uh, boy, I just don't see it happening. Who knows? We will see. USC announced that they fired head coach Clay Helton. Uh, some names that have popped up so far, Luke Fickle, Urban Meyer, Bob Stoops, Matt Campbell – other names as well are out there. Chris Peterson, Boise State uh, also. Uh, we're two weeks into the football season. Did you have a head coach getting fired two weeks in? Um, not the USC coach for sure. No, not anybody two weeks in. I tried to think through kind of why that happened because when you look at his overall record, I mean, it's not what USC wants, but, I mean, I don't know that he was a total failure. I don't know that he was a fit. For there, but I would say getting rid of him this early just gives them a chance to really focus on who they want and um, make overtures in that direction. That's what I mean. I, the only thing I can see there, um, but um, no, I was a little surprised that it happened as quick. But again, you, you know, we've talked about several of these teams that schools have been great in the past. They're just not going to tolerate not being back, and boy, you think a USC is mediocre, you just don't understand that at all, and I'm sure their fan base doesn't. What's the chances Urban Meyer goes one season, does the Nick Saban, goes one season in the NFL, says this isn't for me, and takes the job at USC? Um, I It doesn't seem like Urban Meyer is that kind. You know, it seemed like he would want to make, stay there and be sure he made it work. It did not look good Sunday. Um, we'll see where that is in a little while. He might. It might be he fits better in college. Again, would Urban Meyer want to go to USC? You know, does he want to get back in a pressure situation? I mean, he did go to the NFL, but um, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't think he'd be the most likely one, even though he'd probably be a very good coach for them. The thing to watch for this season is if Urban Meyer's wife leaves him. If she leaves him, he's going to USC. If she sticks with him, he stays in the NFL. If he doesn't get fired at the end of the year uh, from Jacksonville. Luke Fickle's an interesting one at Cincinnati. He's had success. He's done some good things there. Bob Stoops have been out now for a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure that he I, – I, to me, it doesn't make sense to bring an old guy in, uh, although there can be success had. Uh, just If you look at the NFL, everybody's going young. Everybody's going um, new. I, I just don't see why you wouldn't. Graham Harrell's the offensive coordinator at USC. Maybe he ends up taking over. Uh, Matt Campbell's an interesting one at Iowa State. Everybody's mentioned his name for all the open jobs over the past several years. Maybe Matt Campbell goes out west as well. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting one. But a fun start to the college football season. I'll be in attendance uh, at uh, Eastern Kentucky University's home opener against Indiana State. Uh, it's going to be a dogfight, and uh, looking forward to being that that game on Saturday. My first college football game in quite some time. I've been a college football game in a long time. Uh, let's move on to the NFL, and uh, let's start off very simply with what surprised you in the NFL this week, Dad. What what stood out to you as a surprise in the NFL in Week One? Well, obviously, <laughs> our team, the Packers, I would not expected to lose, and surely wouldn't have expected to lose like that. I think they'll rebound. That was a surprise. Um, Houston was a huge surprise to me to play as well as they did. Um, I don't know what that was all about. And, again, we all thought the Eagles would take a little while to get going, and they came out and looked very, very good. Um, so, and, again, I'm Buffalo losing to Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, this could be a very interesting NFL season. It sure was an interesting first week. And some of the teams that didn't win, Cleveland pushing Kansas City um, and some of that. Now, some were very predictable, but um, 
but yeah, there was there. there it's going to be a very interesting year. Yeah, you know, you look at the Packers Saints game. I wasn't surprised that the Saints played well. I was surprised at how badly the Packers played. Um, I think they'll, they'll play, they're going to play the Lions this week. They should snap out of the funk when they play Detroit. <laughs> if they don't, then I'll be scared. But uh, nonetheless. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You got to remember one thing about the season is there's an extra game, 17 games this season an opportunity for you to kind of get back on track when maybe in the past, after you lose three straight, you're, you're in a lot of trouble. It's not quite as bad now. Um, you're right, the Texans, it's almost like you read my notes. The Texans uh, were very surprising, uh, the amount of points that they put up. And I could argue that the Jaguars were as surprising that they were that bad. Um, but who knows? Philadelphia, I'll get to them in a minute um, as well. But uh, it just wasn't pretty. Um, <laughs> this this first week was interesting. You mentioned uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. I had, looking at the scores, saw Buffalo was leading. I didn't even pay any more attention to that game. All of a sudden, I saw a graphic come across my social media that said Pittsburgh won. I thought, what? That's impossible. I went and looked back at the score. I thought, well, sure enough, they did, they did, they did win. I didn't see that one coming at all. There were some injuries, some major injuries. Already guys put on IR, done for the season, and uh, things like that as well. So, uh, an, an interesting week number one in the NFL. Uh, that brings me to an important segment, Dad. I'm going to try to do this uh, throughout the season, maybe not every week, but uh, one that I like to, to call where I was right and where I was wrong. We had these preview episodes coming in, and some of the things, you know, I'm not going to overreact to week one. There are things that I predicted that don't look good right now, but it's just week one. There are things that I predicted that look great right now, but it's just week one. So we got to give some of them time, but... As we come across things that I'm convinced that I was either right or wrong, we're going to bring them back up for people uh, to hear and for any comment that you have on them, Dad. So I'm going to start with where I was right, and you can tell me if you think I'm I'm right to solidify this now and say, yep, it's easily sure thing. Uh, that is the Cincinnati Bengals. I said the Bengals were going to be an 8-9 to nine win team this year. They were going to finish above Pittsburgh in the division, and... After watching the Cincinnati game this week, I know you listened to him on the radio as you were driving, but as I watched that game this week, I said, yep, I'm right. <laughs> Joe Burrow, he's great. Jamar Chase, he's great. T. Higgins, amazing. Uh, Tyler Boyd's good. This team is good enough to be better this year. Eight or nine wins. I'm right on the Bengals. Dad, do you think that I am right on the Bengals, or do you still think there needs to be some time? No, I, I think they're going to be very, very good. The, the, their problem is going to be they're in a good division, especially if Pittsburgh is going to have a good year. Um, it's going to be a real dogfight in the division. They're going to have to control things um, outside of the division, which they may be able to do. Um, but if they win their share, if they can just split the division games, yeah, they, they again, I, like I said, I listened to it. I didn't see it, but, boy, it sounded like um, they, they're definitely headed in another direction. And, um, you know, a good direction. And, yeah, Burrow, Burrow's the real thing. If he can stay healthy, and the offensive line played fairly well Sunday, but, you know, again, they're not quite where you want them to be eventually. But, again, they've got a lot of weapons, like you said, um, on, um, you know, in wide receiver as well as they have a good running back. Looked like their defense played pretty well. So um, it'll be, um, yeah, I think they're doing well. Yeah, can't play the Vikings every week, but uh, nonetheless, uh, that's there. All right, now an area where I was wrong, and that's Jalen Hurts. 
I was, as much as I love Jalen Hurts, I really felt like this year was going to be a really bad year for Jalen Hurts. And I know, just like I said, you can't play the Vikings every week. You can't play the Falcons every week either. But Jalen Hurts looks the part. Like, he's going to be able to be a competitive quarterback in the league this year and will his team to some wins throughout the year. Uh, would you say I was wrong on Jalen Hurts? Um, well, again, you know, to me, the main thing we talked about him not doing well was being ranked so high fantasy wise. Um, but, um, I, I think if the, the book's still out on him, he did start out great and that's good from there. And I think he probably will be a good quarterback, but again, how good, what's Philadelphia going to do? Exactly. Where's that going to be? Um, I'm all for him. Um, you know, beating the Cowboys, and then he's got to play the Redskins. So we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, definitely started out good. And, you know, does he have enough weapons? Uh, they're going to have to stay healthy. Yeah. But that's true with any team for the most yeah. part. All right, another area I was right, the Tennessee Titans stink. Um, <laughs> so I think I've seen enough. I think I was right with the Titans. Do you think the, the jury's still out on the Titans, or do you think they stink now also? Um, I, you're probably right on the Titans. Um, now part of the question is how good is Arizona? I mean, I thought Arizona was going to be very good. So maybe they're where they were elite. Um, but yeah, I, the Titans are in trouble and boy, that's sad, isn't it? Hey, when we're knocking the Titans, don't try to, to talk positive about someone else. Let's just stick on <laughs> trash in the Titans. Uh, I, you know, listen, I said that they were still going to win the division, even though they were going to be not as good as last year. Um, it was pathetic. Uh, the, the Packers was super pathetic, but the Titans was pathetic as well. Another area I was wrong in is the Atlanta Falcons. I thought that they were going to be a sneaky good team this year and they look like utter trash. Uh, your thoughts on the Falcons and are they going to be really bad this year? Uh, yes, it looks like they're going to be really bad. Um, again, they're in a division that's going to give them trouble. And to get beat bad by the Eagles, uh, definitely not the way you want to start. Uh, all right. Third and last last thing that I'm ready to say I was right on is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I thought they were going to have a much better season this year, win the division. They lost game one, but they lost to the defending Super Bowl champions who bring back all 22 starters. Uh, and they lose in a close game with them 31-29. to uh, dad, I know, I know we are not cowboy fans in our family, but, uh, was I right about the Cowboys? Um, no, way too <laughs> early to say you were right about the Cowboys. They did lose the game and one game in, no, I, I'm not ready to say the Cowboys are going to even win the division yet. All right. Last area that I was wrong in this week is Brandon Ayuk. San Francisco 49ers wide receiver. I drafted him in every fantasy league I'm in. He did not catch one pass. He only played, I think, 40-some percent of the offensive snaps. Um, he apparently has lost out touches to uh, Trent Sherfield, um, which most people have never heard of unless you have Madden on your video game console. He's always a free agent and available. But uh, Brandon Ayuk, he looked good last year, and all of a sudden, game one, He's there's just just nothing there for him in game one. I don't know how much you know about Brandon Ayuk, Dad, but uh, I think it's safe to say I was wrong about him this year. Would you agree? Uh, yes, and and I'm kind of glad because you talked him up really high, so I was really tempted to try to draft him, but I wasn't able to, and that turned out to be a good thing. Yeah, well, hopefully I'm wrong about being wrong, and Brandon Ayuk will come <laughs> back, but. Uh, speaking of fantasy football, today's guest on the show presented by Yeats. This is a new sponsor for us. Yeatsofficial.com sunglasses. Four big categories with Yeats. Affordable, change, comfort, and style. Affordable. They aim to provide the most unique and high-quality sunglasses on the market at an unbeatable price. Change. The shades help change the world because a percentage of all profits go towards beach cleanups and other community outreach programs. Comfort, they're built from the latest manufacturing techniques. The shades are made for comfort, durability, and a big yeet moment. And then style, no matter your style, yeet's shades are here to help you chase your vision. Visit yeetsofficial.com. Use the code SPORTSSTOVE for a big discount 
off of your purchase. Our Yeats guest of the evening is the one and only Kevin Wilson, writer for Belly Up Fantasy Sports uh, and host of the Belly Up Fantasy Live baseball show. Uh, Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing outstanding, Vince. How about yourself? I'm doing good as well for the most part. Uh, Kevin, big shout out to Kevin. He was a uh, influential in me getting a, a, my first article written. Uh, we did an article on EKU football. I typed up the first draft, and then Kevin made it so much better and got it published for us. And so, Kevin, I sure appreciate your help on that as well. But it we're here to talk. Pleasure. I was just sorry to see that they you know, couldn't bring it home. You know what? I, I got an episode dropping tomorrow. Listen to it. Everything's good in the EKU world, uh, even though they couldn't couldn't pull it off against Louisville. Uh, it's all good. There were some good moments from, okay. from the game. All good. I like to hear all good. Yeah. Uh, all right, Kevin. We're bringing you on because you write an article every week for BellyUpFantasySports.com talking about the uh, additions that people need to make for their fantasy teams. You do it in baseball season as well, but baseball season's basically done, in fantasy baseball at least. Um, so we're talking football with Kevin Wilson. Kevin, let's uh, start out with this very simple question. Who do we need to get out there and pick up this week at fantasy football? I would say that the, the number one target has to be Elijah Mitchell from the 49ers for the simple reason that he gained 104 yards <laughs> the other other day, and he had his first professional touchdown. I know he was like a late-round draft pick. And uh, oh, Trey, what is this? Sermon? Sermon, yeah. Okay. He was a healthy scratch. So we, we don't know what happened with that. And I know that a lot of people could say, well, Shanahan's going to turn right around and switch the roles of the two of them. But you just can't ignore 104 yards rushing. And so uh, I'm going to put him at the top of my list. He's only at 3.8%. That's going to blow the doors up, you know, by tomorrow. So uh, if you want to get Elijah Mitchell, you need to strike and strike today because he's going to be gone by tomorrow. I can guarantee you that. And if you don't have uh, uh, up at the front of the draft or the uh, you know the waiver wire, you know, you're not going to get him. Right. So Elijah Mitchell is at the top. Have you seen anything on that? Because you know the 49ers, they have been known over the last couple of years under Shanahan. The running backs have been very interchangeable. Mostert would have phenomenal games. And the next thing you know. He only got a couple touches. <laughs> it's kind of like, what are you doing, Shanahan? Uh, but he went to the Super Bowl one year and and the championship game. But anyways, um, have you seen anything? I haven't looked yet. I haven't had the time to go look and see. Because Sermon was a guy I was high on coming into the season as a late-round sleeper pick that could be beneficial for you throughout the season. But, yeah, he was scratched, which blew my mind here on Sunday. I, yeah, I, I don't understand that at all. But the thing that really helps out Mitchell is that uh, Mostert's going to be out for quite some time. Yeah. And so even if uh, it does, the roles do switch, he's going to get on the field. And uh, I liked what I saw from, you know, I don't I don't like to like what I see out of the 49ers ever. But <laughs> I liked what I saw from them. And uh, so Elijah Mitchell, to me, if I was at the top and – uh I had the unfortunate, you know, if I had Gus Edwards and he's down for the season, he could be a legitimate replacement for him. Uh, another player that I look at if you're down on the waiver wire order is uh, Mark Ingram. You know, you talked about Houston, you know, a little bit ago and how uh, surprising they were. A lot of people thought maybe they wouldn't win a game this year. But uh, he came out, he had 26 rushes. And uh, he only had 85 yards, which is a 3.3, which not going to excite anybody. But he outtouched the entire rest of their Houston backfield combined. And so if you have a chance to get a guy that's a starter running back, you know, you have to do that to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see what's going to happen with Houston. But I have to say they, you know, they impressed in week one. <laughs> Yeah, putting up 37 points, <laughs> and you're right, Ingram carried the ball a ton, he did. Uh, which was surprising considering the the backs that they have on their roster, the veteran running backs that are there, David Johnson's there, Rex Burkhead's there, I'm forgetting somebody else that's there also, but um, yeah, it's incredible that he was the guy that got all the touches, and it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. Yeah, it's unfortunate uh, for me that uh, 
Um, I don't have him. I, I, I have Johnson on my fantasy team, so that does not help. Yeah, Johnson scored a touchdown. He caught, he a, did. caught a touchdown. He did. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was it for him. Yeah. Um, so I'm not laying too much hope on him. Uh, another player, another running back that uh, impressed me with Kenneth Gainwell from the Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. And uh, Boston Scott was supposed to be their number two running back. He didn't touch the ball the entire game. And uh, Gainwell, let's see, he had nine rushes for 37 yards and a touchdown. He also had two catches. And so uh, if you happen to have Miles Sanders, we all know Miles, he had a good game himself. But he's, you know, one of those players that, you, you know, every time he rushes the ball, you're like, oh, no, you know, please don't get hurt. And so if, if you happen to have Miles Sanders, it might be well worth your while to pick up Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell's a good handcuff there for Miles Sanders. And those running backs, when you have those mobile quarterbacks, eventually it's going to help the running backs because the defense has to wait for the quarterback to see what's happening, which creates oftentimes some holes for the running backs. And uh, if Gainwell continues to get that kind of uh, workload, that's definitely a, a good one to watch for. I certainly think so. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Let me ask you some player-specific questions here. Okay. Um, let's go quarterback. Okay. Not guys that are playing a lot right now, but they're obviously going to play this year, and that's Trey Lance and uh, Fields. Uh, so out of those two guys, do either of them have value at this point in the season where you need to stash them, or are they still guys that we should wait on to pick up? Well, when it comes to Fields, we know that Dalton is going to lose that starting job maybe tomorrow. <laughs> so if you're going to add one of those two guys, Fields would be the guy that I would, I would seek out. There, there are some quarterbacks that are out there that's pretty impressive in week one that are on the waiver wire that I put ahead of both of these guys. But uh, if you're going to add one of those guys, Fields, to me, is the guy. Uh, Trey Lance, he only had one pass in the entire game. It happened to be a touchdown. But, uh, but that's it. So he's going to be the guy that I think is going to be like, you know, New Orleans has, where he comes in, he's the gadget guy, and and uh, he might take a pitch and maybe maybe throw it, you know, who knows what. But uh, that you can't live on the fantasy, you know, you know, life with with a guy like that. So uh, Trey Lance, I'm not I'm not willing to to get him just yet. Um, what what other quarterbacks are out there that you say are worth going for? I would say uh, after week one, Teddy Bridgewater. From, from Denver, uh, he's only at 4.8%, but he completed 28 out of 36 passes for 264 yards and two touchdowns. So he, uh, unfortunately, they, they lost one of their uh, receivers, as you know. And so, but they have Tim Patrick, you know, we could talk about him, that they could put right back in their, to their lineup. Jerry Judy is the guy that, that uh, is hurt for them. So they've got weapons. And so... Teddy Bridgewater showed that he left his Carolina debacle behind. And so uh, he's a guy that I really liked. And uh, another player is Tyrod Taylor from from uh, Houston once again. 21 out of uh, 33, 291 yards, two touchdowns. So uh, he, he's a player I'd put out there. And our old reliable Mr. Ben Roethlisberger. And so uh, he has shown that he's not ready to hit the retirement couch just yet. 
And so, uh, you know, they didn't throw it a lot. He only threw for 188 yards, but they went up against Buffalo, and they're not going to face that defense every week. So uh, if you're having quarterback issues, those three guys are the guys that I'd look at. One of our listeners made the point that Fields scored more than Rodgers this week <laughs> uh, in fantasy football. Thank you, Matt, for listening. <laughs> Yeah. I go sign hard, off and hard go to, to sleep. Argue with that. Um, <laughs> so should I should I pick up Teddy Bridgewater and get rid of Aaron Rodgers? I would not recommend that course of action just yet. So you know, especially with Detroit on tap, as you know, he could be out there and 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 head toward the sideline and all of a sudden throw it at for fifty eight yard touchdown. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't put him out to pasture just yet either. So. Dad, you got any questions for Kevin? Um, we talked about, you know, the Eagles being better. Does it look yet like um, their wide receiver, Rager, is going to be better? Rager is one of those guys that I really liked, yes, you know, Sunday. And so he's a player that I would definitely take a look at. Uh, he's a guy that can get the ball downfield. And uh, I had him, unfortunately for me, I had him last year. Of course, it didn't work out. But uh, he's a guy that uh, – I would certainly put on my list. I wouldn't put him on because Christian Kirk is my number one wide receiver to add this week. And, uh, you know, uh, you have, I have to say that, you know, you were right on the Tennessee train the whole time. So uh, Arizona looked great. Christian Kirk looked great. And they got Hopkins over there. And it doesn't matter how many passes Christian Kirk catches. Hopkins is going to get the double coverage. Mm-hmm. So Christian Kirk is a guy that I would really look at if I was looking for receiver help. Do you have the number on how many people currently own Christian Kirk in fantasy football? Uh, let's see. He's the guy we it's talked about. 3%. Okay. Yeah, he's the guy we talked about in our NFL preview episode when we covered the West. And I was looking at it, and everybody was taking A.J. Green over Kirk, Christian no, Kirk. That, that, that's, I, silly. that's silly. Yeah. yeah, Kirk is – and he was listed as, like, number four on the depth chart, but – He's just – he's too good. <laughs> and A.J. Green's more situational. And, and so we'll help – you know, the Seahawks are going to help us see just how, you know, Tennessee is going to turn out this year. But uh, so – but, you know, off of week one, Arizona looks legit. Yeah. And so uh, if you happen to have a receiver that's catching two touchdowns, get him on your team. Now, it didn't take you too long to get to Seattle eventually. You know, I I, got to put the plug in there. And, you know, know, interesting, you know, side bit on that is uh, here in the Dallas area, we found a place that plays to, you know, to the Seahawks fans. Hmm. And so we went. They had a big screen TV. There was a bunch of us that had the Seahawks jersey on, like I'm doing right here. And so it was great. So we had a great Week one in the Wilson household cheering on the Seahawks because sitting at home, we're not getting the Seahawks here at home. So. That's right. That's right. They're not they're not playing Seattle games in Dallas too often. No. Uh, one more quarterback I want to ask you about is Tyler Heineke of the Washington football team. Starting quarterback now that Ryan Fitzpatrick is out for the year. A lot of people. Yeah, that's was, unfortunate, Vince. Because, yeah. You know. One of my, I'm in a two quarterback league, and you know who my second quarterback was? <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. It's the, the Kevin oh. Kirst. <laughs> yeah, so that's not working out too well for me. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. A lot of people had their hopes <laughs> so sitting maybe on a him. Guy like me, you know, I didn't have him as you know as a top quarterback or anything, but as a number two guy, I thought, well, you know. I could make that work because I also had Ben Roethlisberger and I had Allen. You talk about a player that disappointed. <laughs> Allen goes to the top of that list. Right but after so, Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, right after Rodgers. So for me, if I can look and I can't imagine that uh, Heineke's there because there aren't any quarterbacks in two team leagues, you know, two quarterback leagues. So, but if he's there, he's number one on my list. Hmm. So you feel pretty confident as far as guys like Terry McLaurin. Anthony Gibson, the other Washington players that people have gone after in fantasy football, you still feel like the value's decent there with Taylor Heineke there as quarterback. Well, he's you know he's played two games now because he played against you know uh, Tampa Bay last year in the mm-hmm. playoff game. He looked good, and uh, he looked you know semi good Sunday. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of weapons 
in Washington. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still confident in, in their, their playmakers. Awesome. All right. He's Kevin Wilson. You can find him on social media at Kevin62WILSEA. So it's basically Kevin Wilson, but Seattle there at the end. That's right. Kevin62WILSEA uh, there. Again, you can find his writings on bellyupfantasysports.com. And he comes out with the weekly, uh, the weekly article about who you should pick up in your fantasy. There are other players listed in the article. I can't yep. give them all on the podcast because we want people to go read the article. That's right. We, you know, we got to leave some mystery out there. And if I could just throw a, a plug in, Vince, is uh, I'm going to be making my debut on the ColorCast Network this Saturday at 10 a.m. As uh, I have a show that's coming out. It's the, the Wilson Weekend Sports Review. It comes awesome. out. It's going to be at 10 a.m. Central Time. It makes its debut. So I got on that. ColorCast. On ColorCast. On ColorCast. That's great. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, me and Kevin will be working together on some EKU articles along the way as well. So just tell me what you need, Vince. We'll make it happen. Awesome. Kevin Wilson, thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. And uh, we look forward to having you on in the future to talk more fantasy football. It's always a pleasure, Vince. All right, we'll see you. Thanks. That's Kevin Wilson from Belly Up Fantasy Sports. Uh, Kevin does a great job. He spent the whole baseball season on getting information for everybody out there for fantasy baseball. And now that football season is here, Kevin is helping you out in fantasy football as well. So go to bellyupfantasysports.com and you'll find all of Kevin's articles there as well. All right, Dad, let's get back to the real football now. Um, we talked about the quarterbacks there in fantasy football with Fields and Lance. When should and when will Fields be the starting quarterback for Chicago? Well, he ought to start this week. Um, will he? Um, I don't know. You never know what the Bears are going to do. Um, I think it'll be fairly quick, I, I would believe. But um, uh, I, I don't know. But, I, I mean, I think he should be the quarterback. At least give him a shot. At least give him a shot, you say. Now, we're Packer fans. I don't want to see Fields on the field for Chicago. I want I want to play Andy Dalton, and I like Andy Dalton, but I'd more rather see Andy Dalton than than Fields uh, oh, there yeah. personally. Uh, but Andy Dalton, he threw, let's see here, he was 27 for 38, 206 yards and an interception in the game against the Rams. And uh, Justin Fields was 2 for 2 for 10 yards. Uh, Dalton ran for 13 yards field ran for three yards. Uh, you know, I still think Dalton might be better for Chicago this year for them to have the best success this year, but fields is obviously going to be better than Dalton. And I think we go back to the Patrick Mahomes, um, uh, first year in Kansas city sitting there behind Alex Smith. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt anything for Mahomes to sit behind Smith unless it maybe hurt the Chiefs' chances in the playoffs. But I don't know. I, again, it's hard for me to be unbiased in this situation because I don't want to have to play. Uh, we're going to have to play Justin Fields for many years. I don't want to have to play him this year. But I think Dalton is a better quarterback than he's getting credit for uh, still at this point. What about Lance over in San Francisco? When will he and when should he start? Um, I don't know. It looks like Garoppolo had a good preseason, and I think he will keep going as long as they have success. I think here you've got more of a situation you were talking about like Mahomes. I think Lance could be um, there and learn, and I don't think they'll be in a hurry with him as long as they have success. Um, again, they lose a couple games in a row, lose one they shouldn't lose. Um, and of course, injuries could always happen, but I think Garoppolo is going to be the guy at least for a while. And um, I think they could give Lance time to develop as one that that could happen there. I think you'll see Lance a fair amount this season, but I don't know if we'll see him start this season. Um, just the way things have gone. Garoppolo was 314 yards and a touchdown against Detroit. Um, you know, when the, if it comes to the point where they're dependent on a quarterback, then it's going to have to be Trey Lance because Garoppolo's proven when it's dependent on him in San Francisco, when it counts, he hasn't been able to come through. So I think if they ever get to that point in the season where they are dependent on the quarterback to win the game, it's going to be Trey Lance. But when they can play the game manager role, 
they can run the ball effectively, um, then I think you're still going to see plenty of Jimmy Garoppolo in the game uh, as well. I think Justin Fields is starting by week five, I'll say. It might be earlier than that. Trey Lance, if he starts, it, it'll be closer to week nine or ten, I think, um, on there. Should they both be playing right now? I would say probably yes, in my opinion, at the very least. Um, all right, the Bills, Buffalo Bills. Are they going to rebound, <laughs> or or is jo- Josh Allen regressing back to where he was uh, before his great season last year? Um, I would think they'll rebound. I think they're a very good team. Um, again, surprised that they lost to Pittsburgh, um, but I yeah, I, I think Buffalo's going to be good. They should be. We'll see. Yeah, I was having this conversation with Wayne G on Infinity Sports. Uh, last night, and you can listen to that episode uh, if you can find Infinity Sports, if you Google search them, or if you look them up for your wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I'm on the most recent episode there, and we talked about Josh Allen because he was very much to the point. Josh Allen's going back down to where he was, his his completion percentage and whatnot from there. I think that you have to credit the Pittsburgh defense a little bit uh, from Sunday with what they were able to accomplish. I think Buffalo will get back on 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 pace to where they're supposed to be, where they're expected to be this year. And Josh Allen pick his game back up as well. Um, you know, it, it's so easy to overreact in week one and uh, come up with these great opinions on, oh, this guy stinks and this this one's horrible. I've heard people say Aaron Rodgers is, is, should be benched or get traded now and let Jordan Love play. I mean, come on, people. Um, we, and those people are obviously Bears fans. But anyways, um, the Bills are going to be fine. They may not be as great as they as they were supposed to be. They're going to be fine. I think they're still going to win the division. Do you think Buffalo's going to win the division? Or from what you saw on Sunday, are you thinking now maybe Miami or New England takes the division? Uh, no, I would think Buffalo wins the division. Yeah, I agree, too. The, the experience that's there, um, I think the coaching staff is really good, too. So I think that gives them the best opportunity to win the division still. So I think the Bills come back. Uh, from there, Washington football team, they are now on their second string quarterback, uh, Tyler, Taylor Haneke. And then there's, you know, rumor Cam Newton might be rejoining his old coach there in Washington. But, uh, I mean, can Taylor Heineke be the quarterback for Washington the rest of the season, or do they have to find somebody who can come in and play? Well, I mean, you would think, no, he probably can't be. Of course, he looked good at the end of the year last year. He's going to get the opportunity. Cam Newton, that would make sense that they would pick him up um, and have him there and um, see where that goes. But um, you wouldn't think that Heineke probably is a, a starting quarterback. Um, but, we'll, you know, we'll see. He's going to get the opportunity, and he has some weapons. Um, and um, he's got a good defense with him. When you say it makes sense for Cam Newton to sign with Washington, does it make sense because of his ties with Ron Rivera, or does it make sense because he's the better quarterback and should be starting? Ron Rivera. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you were thinking it makes sense for him to go and play there because he's the guy. The guy to go. No. What about guys like Nick Foles? He's the third string quarterback in Chicago. Um, I'm trying to think. There's another backup quarterback out there that um, has some starting starting backup. Well, you got Gardner Minshew, who's already been traded once. Philadelphia's not going to trade him to an in division foe, I wouldn't think. Although they did trade Donovan McNabb at one time. Um, are there is there any other quarterbacks you can think of that maybe could get traded to Washington or another quarterback that makes sense in Washington? Um. I, I would have to look at it and see. Nobody really jumps out. Like I said, Nick Foles is a guy that's fit that bill and uh, traveled around a little bit there. Um, as far as somebody, and you're going to be shocked, I say this, and I don't know that he would be a good answer, um, but a guy that somewhere may get another shot is Marcus Mariota. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's looking for a new team. Washington's got a great offense. You add Deshaun Watson, uh, to a team like that, they're oh, contenders, yeah. uh, big time contenders. But, uh, you know, I don't know if this is enough to push him to that. I don't know if Ron Rivera wants Deshaun Watson on his team. Uh, maybe he has too uh, much of a moral high ground that he can't do that. Um, you know, will Deshaun Watson 
play. He's like, he can play right now. Maybe next year he's he's out, but but he can play this year at least. So I don't know. Those are the guys to watch. I think Nick Foles, Deshaun Watson, uh, Mariota's an interesting one as well. I don't know what it would take to get him, and if he would be good enough. If he's that much of an improvement over Taylor Heineke, I'm not sure that he is um, personally. But uh, I don't know. Um, it, this he's going to be a fan favorite. Taylor Heineke is. He's going to people are going to love him, cheer for him. He's six foot one, two ten. He's out of Old Dominion. Um, he's very mobile, a lot of good stuff there, uh, as well. Uh, Jamar chase, his preseason was horrendous. Uh, he could not catch a football to save his life. He said, well, they don't have the white stripes, so it's harder to see the ball's bigger. So I have to adjust differently. And honestly, that's kind of scary talk coming from a number one (laughs) draft pick. Uh, but he seems to have worked out the kinks, figured it all out here in week number one. Uh, what does week one for Jamar Chase uh, do for this Cincinnati team? Well, I mean, it creates a lot of excitement for the fans because a lot of question. Uh, the fans were about split on whether he should be the first choice or not. It's obviously that there's chemistry there with him and Burrow, and Burrow feels comfortable. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Cincinnati handles the situation. I would think they'll want to keep spreading it around one thing about Jamar Chase is, is he experienced enough when if teams try to shut him off? Um, is he still going to be effective if everybody says, okay, we've got to stop Jamar Chase? Um, you know, how's he going to will he Does he have the talent to be able to get around that? And uh, mentally, how will he do if he's not necessarily the main guy? And we know Cincinnati's got enough people. They've got a lot of weapons. And they use different people on Sunday. But if, if when I was listening to the Bengal announcers, it was pretty obvious that, hey, Jamar Chase is the guy Burrow's going to. If you're going to spend that draft pick on him, he has to be. Um, he was targeted seven times, the most of any receiver by Cincinnati. He caught five of those seven targets, 101 yards and a touchdown. T. Higgins was targeted five times. He caught four catches for 58 yards. Tyler Boyd was targeted four times. He caught three of those for 32 yards. Um, and then Joe Mixon caught four out of the backfield as well as targeted four times as well. So that's, there's a little bit of movement. They had three other guys that received, uh, that had catches and had targets, of course, as well. Um, CJ Uzoma, the tight end had two targets that that'll go up, I think, as the season goes on. But this Cincinnati team, they're too talented. You talked about what they try to shut down Jamar Chase. I don't think you can do that in Cincinnati because T. Higgins has showed that he's good enough and Tyler Boyd has shown that he's good enough. In Cincinnati, I think you have to just shoot your shot and trust your defense to do their job when it comes to shutting them down. By the way, Jamar Chase, another person I was right on at draft time when I said Cincinnati should go Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell. And I think Sewell would have been fine as well, but he wasn't going to get over 100 yards and five catches like Jamar Chase did. In week number one. All right, Dan, let's do this. Uh, talking about overreactions to people. Uh, going into the season, Texans were kind of the shoe-in to be the number one draft pick at the end of this season. Uh, we've had a week to watch some people, and it's only been one week. But at this point, who do you think is going to be the number one overall draft pick this year in the NFL draft? Well, like you said, it's really too early. But if you looked at week one, Looks like Jacksonville could be picking number one again. Uh, I think Atlanta would be there. And, I, boy, a team I thought was going to do better, but I'm uh, not sure about the Giants. The Giants will be fine. They're not going to be great. They may not even be a playoff team. They're going to be okay by the end of the season, middle of the pack, I think. Uh, Detroit's the other team to look at, I think, as well. When you look at Jacksonville, you look at um, Atlanta, and Detroit would be the three teams that I'm looking at right now as kind of bottom of the barrel there. And, uh, you know, Houston will not have a good draft pick. Don't get me wrong, but they may not be the worst team, at least not have the worst record because they get to play Jacksonville twice. They get to play Indianapolis twice, who didn't look strong. They get to play Tennessee twice, who doesn't look strong. So there's opportunities to get some wins this season in Houston, maybe four or five wins. Uh, right now, I think Atlanta probably looked the worst out of these teams um, that we're looking at right now. Jacksonville didn't look good, but their quarterback threw for three touchdowns. He also threw for three interceptions. 
Um, I'm looking at Atlanta though as boy that that game was ugly uh, in week one with Atlanta. So you add them to, to the number one pick, and, and what can they add to their team? We will see from there. All right, Dad, I did a thing last week. We were off. I was on vacation last week, so we did not do a show. On Twitter, I put out my pick six picks. Uh, and what I did is I chose six games and picked using the spread uh, pick games. Now, it wasn't a great week for me. I was two for four on those picks. Uh, I got two of them right, four of them wrong. It wasn't pretty. But every week on our Thursday episode, we're going to pick our six games uh, against the spread at the two kind of hold up there for us each week. And we are inviting you, the listeners, to join us on the Sports Stove Pick 6 Picks. And you can go on Twitter and comment after I post my picks, uh, or at any time, you can also go on Instagram and post there at Sports Stove, or you can email thesportsstove at gmail.com, your pick sixes each week. And uh, you can pick any six games that you'd like, and uh, just pick against the spread. So this week I picked the Colts plus three against the Seahawks. That one didn't come through. I picked the Bengals plus three against the Vikings. That one worked. I picked the Chargers plus one against Washington. That one was good as well. Then the Jaguars minus three against the Texans was way off. Giants plus three against the Broncos, not even close. And the Packers minus three and a half against the Saints, not close there either. So it wasn't a great week for my picks, but that's okay. Week one, week two will only get better. Uh, you pick any six games that you like against the spread and uh, let us know what your picks are each week. And if we get enough people picking, we'll get some prizes to hand out as well from there. All right. Today's episode is presented by La Touraine Watches and Accessories. You can go visit La-Touraine. That's L-A with a dash. Touraine. T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. And you enter in the code Sports Stove, you're going to get 10% off your purchase. It's a great company, by the way. If you message a question to the company, you're going to go directly to the founder of the company. He's going to be the one responding to you. And I appreciate the partnership with Law Terrain. Then we also this week added Yeats. Uh, they are sunglasses. Uh, Dad, I don't think that Yeats really is, fits you that well. Um, you've seen Aaron Jones' sunglasses, right? That's it. Yeah, that's what Yeats is. They're the kind of sunglasses that Aaron Jones wears. But you go to yeatsofficial.com, enter the code SPORTSSTOVE, you get 10% uh, there as well off your purchase. Then locally, we're sponsored by IPM Pest and Termite, Central Kentucky's Neighborhood Pest Professionals. MyIPM.com, if you live in Central Kentucky, make sure you visit uh, IPM for all your pest needs. All right, Dad, here's what we got going on this week. Wednesday, tomorrow. Um, if you're listening to this live, uh, if you're listening to this on Unhinged Radio, then it's already dropped. We have a special Wednesday episode drops every Wednesday called the Sports Stove Local Hour. And uh, with that, it's covering Eastern Kentucky University and the University of Kentucky Athletics. Uh, this week, we have a special guest, Greg Stottlemyre. He is the voice of the Colonels. He has been on the radio broadcast for EKU for 40 plus years. A great interview with him, a fun listen. And uh, then we'll also preview the game against Indiana State, EKU versus Indiana State. It's EKU's home opener this week. And then we also preview University of Kentucky versus Chattanooga uh, there in that episode as well. That drops first thing Wednesday morning. Thursday, we'll be back live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And uh, that'll be at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to be previewing the weekend ahead looking at some football. We might even cover some baseball as we're wrapping up the baseball season and uh, wild card races are getting close close to ending and everything like that as well. And then in that Thursday episode, we'll be having our Sports Stove Pick 6 picks and uh, we'll have those for you there on Thursday. And then if you are a listener to Unhinged Radio, we are on Wednesdays and Fridays uh, there and you can go to Unhinged Radio and find the schedule there. Um, we actually got moved around, so I can't remember what time we're on. I apologize in advance uh, for that. If you're already listening to us on Unhinged Radio, make sure you go to the podcast, the Sports Stove Podcast, and catch all the episodes that you've missed on there as well. Dad, one week into the NFL season, what are you looking forward to in week two? 
Um, well, I'm looking forward to the Packers rebounding, hopefully, <laughs> from there. Um, but it, it's going to be an interesting year, and it'll be interesting. You know, it takes two or three weeks for fantasy football to really see where things are, and I think it's going to take several weeks uh, this year to see, you know, what teams are good, the teams that won, are they for real? Um, you know, again, are the Packers going to come back or the Bills going to come back? Um, and the Chiefs going to continue to be dominant. Who's going to be the first NFL coach fired this year? Um, Is it Matt Nagy or Mike Zimmer? It should, it should be Nagy, but um, I, I, I don't know. Um, if he doesn't play fields pretty quick, it'll be him. Yeah, that's why I think it could be Zimmer because – He's going to be playing Kirk Cousins. There's no one else to play. I mean, they could play Kellen Mond, but let's be serious. Um, yeah, Nagy has that fallback on, well, let's put the rookie in and give me some time with him. Uh, Zimmer, on the other hand, he has no excuses there. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it won't be him. It could be Urban Meyer. My goodness. That has not gone well <laughs> down in Jacksonville uh, there. Maybe Urban Meyer takes the USC job. And uh, who knows? Who knows? We don't know, uh, but we will know by Thursday. We'll let you know. Uh, all right, Dad, thank you for tuning, joining us again tonight. It's been good to be back. We'll be back live on Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. If you can join us, we'd sure love for you, too. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's Sports Stove podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.